Hi, everyone. Good morning. This is uh, January 26th, and it's time for Talk Line. Uh, we, ought, we have a caller ready, so I'm going to go ahead and take that first call. John Nick from Bethel. Good morning, John. Hey, a long time no here. How you been Oh, doing? my gosh. So it's long. It's been a while since I called, too. I know. How are you? Uh, oh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I was I had neck problem, but I, I'm getting better now. And uh, I, I got some exciting news. I've been seeing moose every day on our property and on the, by Hanger Lake on the trailer. <gasps> yeah. They come out and eat and exciting to watch them. It was cold that one day, and the one kept on eating. Maybe the boy cow jumped out, jumped, put his hoofs on the play. He looked at him and went back to eating. <laughs> so she got bored and started eating too. And then she'd kneel down, you know, with her high. Oh, my and gosh. she was big, big first, then kneel down. And Finally, she got a little smarter. She went over the clump of cheese right by the house. I mean, grazing. And then she lay down and then started eating like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What I a cool thing. Her, I watch them for every day almost. They come out. Yeah. Like in the morning, then by 7 o'clock, they'll go back in the trees. No snow. Go. Was this, oh. Is this the moose that has twins, two babies? Or just is it just uh, the moose? No, this so. one just had a cow and a bull. Oh, wow. Okay. Some of them have twins, though. Yeah. They're big, though. That's why they're on the move, you know. Mm-hmm. One time I opened the door, just how close we got. I thought somebody was intoxicated, falling <laughs> on the steps. <laughs> oh, no. I went out, and uh, I see a moose face-to-face, and all we did was look at it. <laughs> oh, wow. And the dog wow. was growling hard at it, and I let her in. I said, good man. All we did was stare at it. When he, when he smelled was, I put potatoes after that kind of age. Yeah. I was going to throw them away the next day. Must have smelled it. And uh, I was like, <clears throat> I think you should go now. And then they went downstairs. I had to look <laughs> over. There was another moose about a foot from me. And then I look in the yard. There, there was one about, I don't know, 12 feet away. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I had three of them here. And I got to, every time I got to wash them. And I see, and I have fun washing them, but I got to wash the dogs. They got used to them, they just bark, you know. Uh-huh. And I don't want them chasing. I train my dogs not to chase cars or snow goes, you know. That's good. Good way to shorten your life. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, they got used to them, they bark. One night they were barking, there was one right in front of me, I didn't even see it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they were watching. I have noticed there's... my old house and took off. Boy, yeah. it's lots of fun. Good yeah. to see that. <laughs> they, I, there are more moose sightings around town now. Yeah, they've been setting them all over. The cats are big now, you know. Yeah. And, uh, starting to grow a couple of weeks, they stick around where they're at and watch feed them. Uh-huh. But other than that, exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. From there. So, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Oh, no, uh, go ahead. Better let somebody else call. Oh, it was so good that you uh, started the show off for us. Me too. My buddy yeah. kept on saying, well, I'm going to call. I better get my buns on the road and call. <laughs> I'm glad you called, John. I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> okay. Have a good weekend. Stay warm and the Cusco 300 is starting pretty soon, huh? Right, right, yeah. That's yeah. today, tonight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good luck to all the racers. True. Thank you. No one got a little cold. Maybe when they come back, it's like warming up again. Yes. <laughs> Usually happens. <laughs> I'm staying indoors. Okay. Yes, anyway. Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, good morning. Oh, hope you get a lot of calls. Thank okay, you. thank you. Okay. All right, everyone. Thanks to John for starting us off. If you would like to call in, our numbers are 907-543-5985, 907-543-2756. You can also call 800 
995-8954, and you can email us at radio at kyuk.org. I'll, e- I'll read your emails over the air. You can be anonymous for both your calls and your emails. As you know, this is the K300 weekend, and tonight is the start of the K300. I think it starts at 8 o'clock. I'll have to get a confirmation on that. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have a quick um, email that says uh, about school. Everyone has school except Ayaparin this Friday, today. So this all, all schools are in session except Ayaparin, apparently. All right. Um, so I don't know if we have a schedule of the K300 events, but I just want to make sure. Iris, does it start at 8 o'clock tonight down at the river? Yeah, it starts at 8. Okay, very good. And then there'll be fireworks afterwards? Uh, yes, but let me double check. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so that'll be uh 8 o'clock start. That means it's, they're going to start in a very cold and very dark, and then anticipating that they'll start arriving on Sunday back into Bethel. So that's very uh, exciting, and we have, like, some of... uh people who haven't been in at KYUK or Bethel, but, uh, but come around, <clears throat> excuse me, who used to work for KYUK, and they come around every year to help with the K300, so that's very nice of them. And All right, so lines are open, and as you know, today and this weekend, it's going to be very cold. Today, it's going to be mostly sunny. Highs are 0 to 15 below. Then when you add the wind chill, we're talking, you know, close to minus 30 for the wind chill. I'm just going to check um, wind chill now on my handy little. Yeah, so it's about um, minus 35 wind chill now. Tomorrow, uh, Saturday, it'll be sunny. Highs will now the highs will be 15 below to 25 below. Um, and around 15 below along the coast, and there'll be wind, so it'll be colder than that. And Sunday, this is for the Kuskokwim Delta, it'll be partly sunny. Highs again will be below zero, 15 below to 20 below. And the north wind will be about 15 miles an hour, so there'll be a wind chill for that. Lower Kuskokwim Valley today, mostly sunny. Highs 15 below to 20 below. Saturday for the lower Kuskokwim Valley, it's sunny, highs 30 below to 35 below, and there'll be 15-mile-an-hour winds, so that's going to be extra cold. But Saturday night in the lower Kuskokwim Valley, lows will be 40 below to 45 below with 10-mile-per-hour winds. And Sunday, then it'll warm up to around 20 below to 30 below (laughs) with light winds. Lower Kuskokwim Valley, so really looking at some freeze, very cold air, very cold wind chill coming up. So, and we have, um, so you can go to the Facebook Kuskokwim 300 Sled Dog Race, and you can see the schedule and basic, you know, estimates of where racers will be at, you know, different days, so... Uh, so as I said, tonight at 8 o'clock is the annual Kuskokwim. This is the 45th annual Kuskokwim 300 start. And at around 8.40, once all the teams have left, the lead dog light show will present will be pre- presented by First National Bank, Alaska. We'll be doing the light show, which is our fireworks. Then on Saturday, tomorrow, January 27th at noon, there'll be a mass start for the Akiak Dash. That'll be down at the river. And that usually goes for about five hours. So around five o'clock will be the approximate finish of the Akiak Dash, and that'll, they'll finish back in Bethel. And then Saturday night at seven o'clock at the Cultural Center, K300 concert with the Jangle Bees. The Jangle Bees. They're a very fun group. And that's tomorrow night at 7. Then Sunday, January 28th, all day, various teams should be returning. 
to finish the Kuskokwim 300. That'll be down at the river. And then Monday night, Monday at 4, K300 board race official and vet meeting. 5 o'clock musher meeting for K300 and Akiak Dash. 6 p.m. is the K300 awards banquet, and that's on Monday. Yeah, so that's a really nice schedule for what's happening, and hope that people will be able to go down. Well, it'll be cold down by the river, but... People tend to wait in their cars at the finish line, at the start. They just stay in their nice warm car for the start. Yeah. So my two dogs, neither one could hook up to a team and, like, run at those temperatures on the river. (laughs) They're all huddled up on my bed right now. (laughs) So, um Okay, so <clears throat> again, lines are open. There's a couple of movies at the movie theater that I can let you know about if you'd like to know. One is Anyone But You, which is kind of a romantic comedy. And the other one is The Boys in the Boat. It's about a team of rowers, <clears throat> excuse me, that started with nothing and through their own you know, perseverance and hard work became a very strong rowing team, and that's supposed to be really good. All right, so boys, the boys in the boat, and anyone but you are your movies for this weekend. Just write that down. Okay. And then there'll be tonight at 7.15 is Senior Boys. Uh, they will recognize the Bethel Warrior Seniors, I guess, I don't, that, which is, a, yeah, I'm not sure what that is. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's an event that probably many of you already know about. Okay. So lines are open. Numbers are 907 543 5985-907-543-2756. You can also call 800-995-8954. And you can email us at radio at kyuk.org. You can be anonymous for those emails and for those calls. I have a quick uh, announcement. There will be a K300 weekend craft sale and market this Saturday, tomorrow, at the VFW Bingo Hall, starting at 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Vendors can set up at 9 a.m. Call or text Susan if you want more details. Her number is 545-7524. And again, that's tomorrow, 10 a.m., K300 Weekend Craft Sale and Market at the VFW. All right, we're going to go to a caller, Junior. Good morning, Junior. Thank you for calling. Good morning. Good morning. Uh just want to talk about the salmon de- declining. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Ironically, it's about mushing, too. The mushers on the Yukon, Kuskokwim, mainly on the Yukon, I see it, that these mussers are collecting the salmon that are spawning their eggs. That's why the salmon in the Yukon are declining. I see so many mussers that are out in the wilderness and not monitored by the fish and game. They're the ones that are declining the salmon chum too, mainly them. Because they are the ones that are spawning the salmon. Mm-hmm. And that they need to look into that. It's lots of things that are making the salmon decline trawlers. Mainly, to me, it's the mussers that are killing all the eggs, taking all the eggs that are supposed to be spawned for the next year. The salmon committee need to look into the 
Yukon area where they're declining, where they're collecting all the spawning salmon before winter for their dogs. Thousands and thousands and thousands of salmon that are supposed to give out the eggs for the future of the species are being taken by the mussers. We need to really look into that. That's the main reason that eggs, they're being taken before they can be born. They need to really look into that. The mussers on the Yukon Cuscoquim aren't monitored by the fishing game. We are not supposed to be fishing for salmon, and here we see it on TV, these shows that they are fishing for their dogs, thousands and thousands of fish that are supposed to be spawn, spawning for our future fish. They need to eliminate those and watch them monitor those dog mussers. There, why are they able to fish when our native people aren't able to fish? This is there's something wrong with the fishing game system. You guys really got to look into the whole picture, and the mussers are the ones that are taking the one fish that are supposed to make more fish. I just wanted to point that out that the fishing game ne- really need to look into that. That's the main reason to me mm. why I see the decline of salmon in the Yukon. Mm-hmm. Look at all the mussers on the Yukon. They're mainly out in the wilderness where no one can monitor them. Fishing game won't go out there, out into the wilderness and go find them. We see it and we're not, we're, we're supposed to do something about it. And I'm trying to speak out right here. I hope someone out there in fishing game can hear me and look into that. Really, 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 really look into that. Because that's the main reason to me. That's why the declination of the salmon Mm. on the Yukon is. I just wanted to bring that out. Have a good day. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Yep. Bye. Okay. Well, that's an interesting additional observation about possible impacts to the salmon runs. All right, we're going to go to Stephen Alexi from Nabaskiak. Hello, Stephen. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. I kind of don't agree with the last call. Oh, it's a little hard to hear you. How about now? Oh, yeah, yeah, good. Okay. I don't agree with the last caller. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in the day when dog mushing, dogs were main. Uh, source of transportation, uh, they had to get, um, you know, fish. And there were no uh, substitutes like dog foods back in the day. Um, I think it's the whole ecological system that's at fault. Majority of the fish decline, as I'm always uh Voicing out, you know, Area M, I think one year, like three or four years ago, chum didn't return. I think that whole year I only caught three chums. Area M was fishing the hell out. Maybe Uh, 2.2 million chums were caught in that area. And people started talking, you know, back in... uh, Early to mid-90s, our leaders that have gone on uh, advocated like uh, people from Nunapa, I think his name was uh, Mr. Chuck Chalek, when the first crash of the chumps happened. Mm -hmm. He advocated and several other leaders advocated that, you know, they're intercepting our fish. Um... You know, they uh, majority of the fish pass of chums pass through area M false pass, and we voiced our, uh, you know, what what was going on to the governor then, or she's still governor this year. And the next year, they limited their uh, uh, what do you call it, um, commercial fishing. 
mm-hmm. and cut <clears throat> hours significantly. Mm. And we saw a little bit of increase of chum catching on the Kuskokun. Now, the, those uh, chums that are bound for Kuskokun, Yukon, and Norton Sound area, you know, they, 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 those people catch them. And we need to continue to voice that. But uh, for the kings on the Yukon, uh, decline happened, started happening 30 years ago. And they've been struggling up there on and off, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they have, uh, I think Yukon has a treaty with uh, um, Yukon territory up there, Canadians, I think, maybe, that a certain number of fish, ha- fish have to pass before they even fish for kings. And that started happening 25 to 30 years ago when they wouldn't meet that uh, goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rower Yukon would not fish. Now, back in uh, 18 and 19, we had an unusually hot summer. A lot of fish died off that year. Hmm. We were hearing reports from the Yukon, Koyokuk, and all the rivers, even on the Kaskukun. Dead fish, you know. Mm. Red salmon thrive good on warm waters, but when it comes to kings and chums, they're used to this little bit colder weather. Yep. So yep. next time a person that uh, tries to pinpoint on maybe 30 or 40 dark teams in our region, think again. Think hard. Even us people that fish uh, nowadays, you know, try to conserve and put 50 to 60 and try to make that last our winter. And I didn't, I wasn't happy with him uh, pinpointing dog mushers. Dog mushers just started re- uh, coming back recently, within the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. They were up from, uh, you know, a lot, lot of dog teams. They were, they were a little bit in the region, but I'm glad it's coming back, you know, because I grew up with dogs. My uncles had dogs. Oh. My big uncle Mike has dogs, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good morning. Okay, good morning. Thank you for calling. I would imagine between climate change and bycatch, salmon have quite a few challenges. We're going to go to Noah from Tuluksak. Good morning, Noah. Thank you for calling. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for accepting my call. Sure. Happy New Year. Same to you. How are you yes, doing? Yes, uh, good. Uh, the first one that called. Yeah. Uh, pointing at muscles. I don't agree with it. Uh-huh. Uh, back then... Uh, when I was young, young fish were plenty, and mussing was there. Mm-hmm. Hardly, I hardly see any snowmsing, but it came out. The first snowmsing had an engine on the back, all metal, and it run by you know, sits of tracks on a cleat. That was my first snow snow goal. They call it snow goal. Then now it's snow machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, modernized. But uh, anyway, yeah. Speaking of fish, I agree with uh, Stephen. Mm-hmm about R.A.M. where it's happening, mm-hmm. including the people that, you know, us that intakes it because it's precious. It's, it came from our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Instead of pointing fingers, we should all try to resolve, you know, mm-hmm. how to regrow 
What would you like to see happen with um, protecting salmon? Um, let the big people that came from North Pacific Company you know, agree with the people and settle with the people. Mm-hmm. That would be the start. Have a round table where it all or all entities are present, making their presentations to what, how it can be resolved. Mm-hmm. Like fish, uh, fish farm, clam farm. That's happening. That's gone. That's alternate. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, there's pollution too. Back then, uh, Japan had a radiation leak, and it spread all over. Right. Yeah, that's presumably. Plus, oil spills in certain um, areas mm-hmm. may be part of it, along with the climate change. Yeah. In spite the sciences are trying to get to the point of it, <laughs> speaking <laughs> yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. Um, to the people that are kind of coming up, other than moose, uh, there's packs of wolves, wolves or yeah. spotted around folks at like five, ten. Oh, wow. And I believe the packs of wolves are driving some of the moose to our community. Yeah. And one had to be knocked down for us, safety reasons. So beware of that. If they're traveling, should be traveling with, you know, two or three instead of traveling alone. Mm-hmm. If they're traveling alone, stick on the trail. That's safety precautionary last conversation with you. Other than that, thank you for giving my a little opinion. Glad you, you called, know. Noah. Thank you. Have a wonderful day and happy new year. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. We're going to go to our break. I think we have a caller, but they'll take up after the break so you're listening to kyuk 6:40 a.m talk line we'll be back in a, two, a couple minutes
You can catch Talkline every Friday at 10 a.m. to get the latest hot topics and local buzz for the YK Delta right here on KYUK 640 a.m. I am Trisha Patton from Napakyak, and I am a dental health aid therapist, or DHAT, at YKHC. I am also an instructor and help coordinate the educational program. I enjoy what I do because it allows me to care for my people in the YK Delta where I was born and raised. My career allows me to see patients for cavity protection, fillings, cleanings, emergency extractions, and much more. The DHAB program is accepting applications for people who are interested until February 16 of 2024. For more information about this opportunity, visit ykhc.org slash dhat. This message is brought to you by YKHC. Happy New Year. Now is a great time to start new habits that will keep you healthy. Eating right, getting plenty of exercise and enough sleep are key to a healthy lifestyle. Talk to your health care provider about changes you can make to let the new year be one of your best years. For more information, contact your local Indian health care provider or visit healthcare.gov. A message from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Now we have, Iris was in the booth earlier, but now we have Anna Kenty. Good morning, Anna Kenty. Good morning. Welcome. Coming back for the K300. Did we still have Ernest on the line? Ernest from the Yukon River, are you there? Yes, I'm, I'm here. Oh, thanks for calling and waiting for our break. Go ahead. Oh, uh... I was just listening to your radio program. I'm calling from the Yukon River, uh, from one of the biggest villages on the Yukon. I was just listening to your subjects where you guys were discussing salmon. Yeah. And there was this one fella who was pointing fingers to uh, Yukon dog mussers. Yeah, um, yep. I totally uh, disagree with that. It kind of got my blood boiling, but uh, maybe that fellow should have uh, done his research before he uh, said something like that. I, uh, As I was growing up, I used to do uh, subsistence uh, fishing with my dad, and I, I, I also uh, found a job in... Uh, collecting fish on a fish turner for uh, a company here. And I also done uh, commercial fishing myself. And over the years, salmon used to be very plenty. But uh, over the years also, they started to decline. Um, there's a lot of reasons why uh, the population is dropping. One of them is the salmon has uh, have some kind of disease. Uh, I don't know what it's called, uh, but also um, not only that, uh, pollution has a factor in it, and also global warming. We also need to look at the uh, Aleutian chain, where all these high sea fishermen are catching a lot of uh, salmon with their pollock and whatnot, and they throw them overboard and just keep the uh, pollock. Um, not only that, uh, the, the uh, state of Alaska and the fishing game do allow dog mushers to take certain amount of salmon. Mm-hmm. And uh, for... For this fellow to say that the Yukon dog mushers has declined the salmon on the Yukon is a very, very uh, poor statement. He should have done his research first. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not only happening to the Yukon River, it's also happening to the Kuskokwim. Yeah. It's also happening up north. It's also happening out in the Bering Seas. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something going on there, and we all need to get together and figure out what's going on and see if we could uh, find a way to increase the population. I do appreciate your show. I listen to it every day, and uh, thank you very much for giving me a chance to... Uh, Say something. I'm glad you did, Ernest. Feel free to call in anytime. Okay, thank yeah. you. Good morning to you. Good morning. Okay, we're going to go to Dave from Tuluksak. Hello, Dave. Yeah, good morning. Uh, I usually speak Yupik uh, way. I hardly speak English, but I'm going to try best to speak English in English. Uh, you sound good. Uh, when I was listening to the radio i didn't agree uh i'm not the only one that didn't agree uh i didn't agree agree with that person that was talking about the dog mushing he wasn't blaming that down there in the where the area emis there are so many fish fish they take uh Really lots of fish. I was watching that TV how many years ago. They were taking so many fishes. Uh, like that person was saying that they throw some, some away to the ocean. What they catch? Cause they catch so many fishes. Why don't they blame that? That are on the coast where he's uh, taking so many fishes. Area M. Mm. We should understand that one. Mm-hmm. Not the dog mushing. He, he don't take so many fishes. It's an area M. Why don't he do something about that? Area M, where they take so many fishes <coughs> that's supposed to come to the Yukon and Kuskokwim to be spawned. That's all I have to say. Hope I speak English good. You good sound morning. awesome. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye. Okay. All right, we're going to go jump right to Michelle. Is that from Anchorage? Okay, Michelle. Hey, hey Diane. Hi. Yeah. It's Michelle Sparks. Oh, that <laughs> Michelle. <Bethel. laughs> yes, the Michelle. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. It's 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 a presidential election year, so yeah. I'm going to start bugging you as many Fridays as I can. Please. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think I I'd been mentioning before that, you know, I discovered that 1982 was a huge turnout for the villages. We had 70 to 100% voter turnout Wait, in so many of the precincts. What year was that? 1982. Really? Oh, my goodness. So so we knew that that was the first year we got a PFD payout. Mm. Everybody was $1,000 richer by, by October before the November election. It was a midterm. It was a Reagan midterm election. Oh. Uh, Governor uh, Bill Sheffield was running for, for governor, and he won, and we got some really great treats out of his win because we really turned out. Um, we got boards and commissions representation, um, you know, some real ad- real advances in, in fishery policy mm-hmm. and wildlife management. Well, I, I found out what the magic sauce was oh. for 82. <laughs> it was <laughs> an anti-subsistence proposition, um, a public initiative called Prop 7. And uh, AFN and a bunch of Native organizations and a lot of people just really turned out the messaging to our communities to warn us that we needed to defend subsistence. Mm. We needed to protect rural preference and um, using uh, traditional use as as a decision-making mechanism. And and holy cow, did we turn out. I mean, these numbers are not seen in any precinct in no. the country. No, no. But, I know. But 82 was massive. 
um, there were a handful of people in each precinct that did vote for the proposition, but mm-hmm. it could have been just confusion with the way it was written. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. very technical, as they always are. Yeah. But yeah, we it was a resounding defeat from the village vote. You know, the I like how you're making the connection between the turnout and the benefits later that can come yes. to the region, because when an area is recognized as having a high turnout and voter participation, they get paid attention to later. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, and, and that's why I think ranked choice voting is really important. Now, if people are too confused by it, you know, we have a learning curve. Mm-hmm. But if you are ranking people, even if you can't stand the person or you they don't, you know, mesh with your values, this, mm-hmm. that, or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you rank them consistently low on your personal choice, mm-hmm. then you are sending that campaign and that candidate and their donors a message. Good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, all of it's information. The Whether you turn out, whether you don't turn out, people use that information later. And so you want to be on yes. the side that is most beneficial. So how will you be working toward generating more turnout for November? Yeah, we are. We've probably dropped an average of 70% in turnout since 1982. Wow. And this is not to embarrass or shame any of our people because, you know, life happens and things happen that can get in your way Mm -hmm. to to go vote on Election Day or by absentee or early voting or whatever. Mm -hmm. But... I think this knowledge is power. It shows that we have potential, that we can be a huge wave in in decision-making in the state mm-hmm. if we turn out to vote. We need to know the value of our vote. Yeah. And if you have villages turning out at 70 to 100 percent, then then decision-makers and lawmakers and, you know, managers are going to sit up and take notice and be more responsive to us, and we will have a better representative government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are, we are working to, uh, to help the Division of Election um, recruit and retain election workers because it takes a village to make an election happen. When you say we... so much the division can do. When you say we are working with getting the term who is the we are you i'm sorry i i am the director of get out the native vote oh so i'm a statewide (laughs) yeah yeah i'm a statewide non-profit voter education group okay and your whole movement now is the getting out the vote for november yes yeah and that and there's the statewide primary exactly but yes yeah yeah because there's more than the presidential um vote to happen there's Yes. Also, all the, all the uh, state legislators mm-hmm. are are up again, and congressmen and um, our congress is up. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we look forward to hearing you more often on Fridays. Yeah. Right and, on. Like yeah. us on on uh, get out the native vote on Facebook. Okay. Uh, we have our most updated information on there, and if you have questions about becoming an election worker or a youth ambassador, sixteen and seventeen year olds can actually get hired and paid. To help run elections. Nice. So yeah, we've been we've been reaching out to LKSD, LYSD, and all the other uh, school districts to see if they're interested. TVAC is signed up, so hopefully we'll have two youth ambassadors out there. Okay, nice. And your Facebook page is Get Out the Native Vote. Yes. Okay, got it. All right, so people and can go and there. and ask whatever questions. Uh, we we take requests. You know, if you think we can do better on messaging or. Or if you think we need to know things, please don't be shy. Uh, We have an open door. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks, Michelle. Very helpful. All right. Okay. All right. I I have you scheduled on my calendar. I know. I will not forget anymore, Diane. And I will (laughs) be getting you some dwarf azalea this summer. Oh, yes. I can't believe. I would love that. I can't believe I forget. (laughs) And somebody else wanted sundew. And I was like, oh, I know exactly where the sundew plants are. I'll get you that. And I don't know why I space it. I get out there on the tundra and my mind goes somewhere moment. else. I know. Yeah, it's... you're in the moment. <laughs> I get it. But I will, uh, it's on my list for the, for the <laughs> well, summer. Well, if I don't get it myself, but yes, <laughs> yes. that would be awesome. Yeah, you could probably do it too. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great afternoon. Yeah, you too. Okay. okay. Bye. All right. We're going to go to Mark Leary. Good morning, Mark. Welcome to Talkline. Good morning and uh 
Happy K300 weekend. You can hear me okay? Absolutely. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, it's a beautiful morning on the river. The sun coming up on one side and a full moon hanging over Bessel on the other side. Um, nice. If you'll bear with me, uh, I think this is going to take longer than five minutes. We, we've had a lot of catching up to do with this cold weather. Please, yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to start out our ice road update with a, with a word, few words about safety. You know, we have some very cold weather in the forecast, um, very low wind chill, and we need to remind people to dress warm. Even you're in a nice warm vehicle, dress warm, or at least have your warm clothes with you. You know, um, if we had more time, I would tell you a story about when I was in high school and I was bringing my upper home to Kalfgag in this kind of weather and we broke down and uh, I had to walk for help and he, he was getting uh, critically cold. Uh, a vehicle gets cold very fast uh, when it's not running and we Recently, there was a, a tragedy on the highway outside of Fairbanks where people were stranded on the highway and, and weren't prepared and, and didn't survive. Um, so I wanted to remind people, please, please have your warm clothes. And, and uh, if you're not wearing them, at least have them in the vehicle. Uh, and another, another thing, if you have an iPhone and if you're someplace where there's no signal and you're in a life-threatening situation, that SOS button works. Oh. It works anywhere. Oh, I, I see try. that. I see that button sometimes. I've never had to use it, but I wondered about I, that. I tried it just to know if it works. They, they answer you. It'll, huh. Your phone will tell you to point towards the satellite. You'll hit the satellite signal and the, they'll answer you. If it's got to be life-threatening, though, they don't. They didn't appreciate me testing it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's the other thought I had in the back of my head. Like, uh oh, what was he doing that for? <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna think there's an emergency. But it's, I'm, I th I'm glad you tested it out because I did always wonder about that. Yeah, and we're we're trying to get the word out about that. That could really save a lot of lives. It works anywhere. If you have an iPhone, you you could hit a satellite and get in touch with somebody. So with, with those words on safety, um, I wanted to give an update on where we are with the ice road. You know, we sat around for pretty near a month ready to go, but we couldn't. Too much snow, mm -hmm. too thin of ice, and then it suddenly melted down, and we had to wait for the water to uh, harden up and the river to finish healing, and this Good cold weather was just what we needed. We've been uh, working constantly every day to get caught up. Uh, with, you know, we're a little bit behind, um, but we're quickly getting there. And I guess I should start with the ice road report for upriver. Yeah, uh, go go for it. Uh, because there's you know there's a lot of focus on the Cusco 300 this weekend. Um, so the ice road is fully established um, to tool track. Um, we've been, we were working all week, starting Monday, we were working to get the road all the way to Kalskag. Uh, and, you know, the, with the conditions that we've had, we, we go very slowly, very carefully, constantly checking the ice. There's still some areas that are thinner for our, too thin for our equipment, and we had to reroute the road here and there. Um, but the, the road to Tulksack is fully established. We did reach Kalskag yesterday, about 5.20 in the afternoon. The road to Kalskag for the first pass is pretty good. Uh, it's a little slower, you know, maybe 20, 30 miles an hour once in a while. Then the road from Tulksack down. Uh, our our graders are coming back down today, so they'll be making the second pass 
saying the road will improve. It's not fully marked yet. Jokes Act, Act Active, Kalskag is not fully marked. It has enough marking right now for uh, clear, uh, clear weather conditions. Um, there is are numerous open holes still. Uh, starting from the upper end of Kuskokwaxlu, there's still one there, and oh. there's still uh, above Akiak and below Tuxak, and then uh, above Bogus, there's one. But they've all people, our crews and others have been working hard the past few days. Anything close to the road, any open water in the vicinity of the road is marked. So there's, that shouldn't be an issue. Uh, there is no road established yet between Kalskag and Aniak. There's one area of concern there that we're waiting. Believe it or not, it still has a layer of ice and water from the warm weather than the main ice underneath. We're waiting for that a couple more days to finish drying, freezing up. And then we'll work with Kalskag and Aniak to get a road in there. Um, what else? What that's, else about above that? Well, that's a pretty that? thorough report, and I have a couple other callers lined up. So, Well, I need to talk about below Bethel, too. Oh, oh get you know. to that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's, uh, so the road is established below Bethel. Um, the, the Probably the most interesting part is below Napakiak about a mile below Napakiak to the mouth of the Johnson River, it froze very rough. And we've been watching it ever since we first flew in November. It was really rough in November, and each time it warmed and melted, it got a little better. Uh, But it's still very rough, and we did plow through there to the Johnson River. We haven't plowed up the Johnson River because there's no snow back there, but there are hard snowdrifts, and, and we're planning to plow back there. It's not fully marked yet all the way back to the Tundra Villages, but Wilson and his crew are working on it. As of last night, they had 23 miles of the 30 miles inside the Johnson marked, and they had some of the most important parts marked, especially mm-hmm. going across Nanbakanak Lake. Okay. Uh, people get confused back there, big lake, uh, no snow. They do have that marked. Um, one last thing on our to-do list before the weekend okay. and before our guys have a break is we're going to run a grader down there and make a road over to the Manukting area. It's too rough to just drive over there. You, you could with a truck maybe beat it up, but little cars wouldn't. So uh-huh. so we're going to head down there today and make make a path over there to the Monocting area. People have been asking about that. Okay. So, All right. Um, well, thank just, you, Mark. Uh, yeah, and a big thank you to everybody along the river that's been helping out and to our, our crew, Nikolai and Stanley and Hanky and Ephraim and Cody and Tyler and um, so. Okay. Well, thank you. And okay. Everybody have a safe, warm weekend. Thanks. We always appreciate the reports. Okay. Have Bye. a good afternoon. Okay. We're going to go to Laura from Southwest Area Arts Group, SWAG. Laura, thank you for waiting. Good Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to call in. Swag has got some fun stuff this K300 weekend. Cool. Um, on Saturday, we're collaborating with the Cuscoquim 300 to present a concert Saturday night at the Cultural Center at 7. Mm-hmm. The Jangle Bees? The Jangle Bees. They came <laughs> out last year, and they're a really fun rock band from right. Anchorage, and yes. so we invited them back. Nice. If you came out last year and enjoyed them, come back out this Saturday, 7 o'clock at the Cultural Center. You can pre-buy tickets on the SWAG website or the SWAG Facebook page. You can also stop by our gift shop and chat with Sugar if you have questions about it. And then next on our schedule, we've got Chamai coming up. Oh, wow. That's right. What are (laughs) are the dates for Chamai? Yeah, what are those dates? 
Chimai is happening um, March 15th through the 17th, so it's a little bit earlier this year than it's been in past years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on that note, <laughs> yes. we have so so many so many portions of Chimai that are really just so successful because of our volunteer base. So if you're somebody new that, new to the community that wants to get involved, or if you've volunteered for Chimai for the many years that it's been going on, we'd welcome you back. To volunteer again, we are currently looking for a large number of volunteers right now with about a month and a half out from the festival. So there's ways to sign up to be a volunteer. You can go on our Facebook page, and there's a link there where you can sign up, put all your information in, and when you say connected with the portion. When you say Facebook page, do you mean um, SWAAG? Is that the name of the Facebook page, or is it spelled out? It's spelled out. It's the Southwest Alaska Arts Group Facebook page. Okay. We also have a website that you can go to. So it's swaagak.org. Oh, okay. So swagalaska.org. Uh, okay. Yep. Awesome. And then all that information, if you're an in-person type of folk and you want to just chat through it, you can always stop by our gift shop in Sugar. Sugar can walk you through all of that. Good. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you at the concert on Saturday. Okay. Thanks, Laura. Glad you called. Bye. Okay. Our next caller, is it Yvonne? Okay. We're going to go to Yvonne. Welcome, Yvonne. Thank you for calling. Good morning, both of you. Good morning. You look good morning, all of you. <laughs> what time are you ending? Uh, probably, uh, well, I'm not sure. I'll take whatever calls are coming in. It might go a little bit past 11. Oh, good. But there's time for you, though. Go ahead. So I don't have to hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> well, my opinion on salmon. Yes. I only quote that elder two years ago on AFN. Fish, state, fish and game, federal, fish and game. They want us. Uh... They want us to fight each other. AYK, Native people. And that's what's happening. They want us to fight among ourselves and blame each other and all that. Case in point, they, they already know what's the problem. It all begins. All salmon come from the Pacific Ocean and the Bering Sea. Interception taking place. Dumping by trawlers. They know the problem already. Why I say that? We're always on restrictions. Hmm. Restrictions. We're, we don't have, when it comes to that, we're not saying in the water. And that's what's happening. We're fighting amongst ourselves. Let's like that elder. Not only that one elder, but more than that, I heard the elder saying that AFN convention last year. Yeah, but, uh, anyway, I was waiting for Mark to, uh, uh, I was waiting for Mark on the river conditions and, uh, trying to call the KYK. I missed, kind of missed his, uh, uh, bulletin, but, uh, I hope he, uh, gives it out again on the river, uh, conditions and, uh, when maybe the biggest question to Mark is, uh, can all the vehicles go on the riverfront and watch the K300 take off and how sick is it? Is it safe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and then I'd like to think maybe in, in closing to, uh, the grandfathers of the K300 and the way I hear it and I witnessed it. Myron Enchman approached the Bethel Sprint Club, and uh, just like Mike Williams said on uh, Yuk to Yuk yesterday, and those hmm. Bethel Sprint Club, they were they're all gone now, and uh, but they were uh, Paul Gregory Senior, hmm. Peter Jacob Senior, Elias Salafi Senior, and Myron gathered up all the white uh Delta mushers. And the main objective was they didn't want to let the dog mushing die away. And it's 2024, 
when you look at the roster and and it's and it's happened. Huh. And our local uh, mushers, uh, good luck to all of you. And uh, thanks for keeping the culture alive and our self-identity. Hmm. And the grandfather's big way on it to you. It, it <laughs> happened. It never died away. Yeah. Why I say that, my uh, grandson has two of them now. Uh, I don't know, it takes them nothing about mushing, but they tie, tie them up and uh, get on to toboggans and <laughs> do mushing. They do like a little mini, mini mushing. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that makes me happy. Uh-huh. And in closing, I'm reflecting on the champions and their famous words. And the first one with honor and respect when I, when I say their names, uh, Walter Williams, he also was really a Salafi Memorial Sprint Club uh, champion. And uh, also he came close to the, winning the Cusco 300. But I'll say his famous words, and I quote him, he was best in the West. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I thank the K300 for uh, having that award and, and remembering our... Uh, Famous words and uh, mm-hmm. also we he walked out of Quislook uh, on uh, well they they had them breathing with their champions and uh, he uh, but I to my best of my memory I'll uh, if I need correction I'll uh, but then uh, being champion and he uh, stated to the young muscles on uh, being a champion and uh, yeah they try to uh, catch me and beat me mm-hmm. uh, all <laughs> they do is chase me around <laughs> <They're> <laughs> and not uh, you. during fiddling and twist they were uh, oh. uh, on the on the shirts and sweaters and uh, and Guyana for mushers and the volunteers and those that have passed on for keeping the mushing alive and good luck to all of you and uh, just like Mark said uh, be safe it's cold out be prepared don't trust these mechanized vehicles and snow machines even if you're in the vehicle bring your winter gear and the good thing to have handy is your VHF uh, walkie talkie or your VHF radio flashlight all over the above, and uh, I hope Mark updates on the river again, not to hurry up. Uh, good morning mm-hmm. to all of you, and yeah. be safe. Good morning, Yvonne. Thank you for calling. Good to hear from you. Okay, should we? are we going to go to Margaret? Anna Kenti? Okay, uh, Margaret from Bethel, welcome to Talkline. Thank you for waiting. Hi, I'm Hi. calling about my concern about K300. Okay. Down there at the, um, on the river. Okay. I hope they limit the trucks and cars down there because you know about the ice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's so many people and so many trucks and cars. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to be safe. So I hope they limit it. Oh, good. Yeah, that I always wonder about that too. Actually, yeah, because some, a lot of cars and trucks. Thin and um, mm-hmm. it's not that thick before. Right. Uh, okay then. Okay. Thank you. Good morning. Okay. Uh, good morning. Thank you. Um, all right. So I have a email that I'm going to read, and then I think that'll close up our show. Anakenti, I'll read the two emails. Yeah, so one email is on ranked choice. You heard a caller previously, Michelle, mentioned ranked choice. And this person provided a definition, ranked choice, a method of voting in which voters rank the candidates or courses of action in order of preference instead of making a single choice. So you would put your number one candidate, your number two, three, like that. And then another Oh, okay. Well, this is a little bit more extended. Oh, okay. So, 
Then there's the basketball game schedule. So today, Friday, I guess there's games at 2.30. Is that I? Uh, and there's games this evening, boys senior recognition and Barrow versus Bethel varsity boys. Now, I think that you can listen to that. Um, you can listen to KBRW, and you can stream that on our 90.3 FM station tonight at 7 to listen to the Lady Varsity BRHS versus Barrow basketball game. So that's KBRW on 90.3 tonight at 7. Uh, and that's not, well, I don't see that listed on the game schedule, but that was sent to me. But anyway, uh, yeah. Okay, so I think that's our show for today. Thank you, everyone, for calling and sending emails. I hope to hear from you next week. Have a great weekend and stay safe in the very cold wind chill that's coming. Thank you.